research indicates that men bond over shared activities rather than just talking about their lives. This is Cliff and Spencer's excuse to hang out together. It's The Podgering. A horror movie podcast. Hi, welcome to The Podgering, a horror movie podcast. I'm Cliff. And I'm Spencer. And we watch a movie together, and then we talk about it. And this week, we watched The Conjuring. No, that was the first week. (laughs) This week, we watched Ouija, Origin of Evil, which is the sequel to an earlier Ouija movie, which was just called Ouija and Mm -hmm. was not very well received um, by critics or by Spencer. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, this one was my pick. Spencer, what did you think about it? This was a good movie. Um, yeah, it's uh, Michael Flanagan, who's done a lot of other cool stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, great. It was good. Cool. Was, yeah. Um, he works with a lot of the same actors over and over. Yeah. Like, I recognized Father Tom. Well, and the, the priest was... Uh, he was an E.T. back in the day when he was a kid. Yes, I didn't know that until I looked it up. Um, I was surprised. Elliot. That's right, Elliot, yeah. Cool. Well, should we just kind of get into it? Let's get into it. All right, sweet. It, it starts in L.A. in 1967. At first, I thought, because I did not realize it was a prequel, I waited a little while for the movie to jump to the present day, but it does not. It is a prequel to the original film. And so the whole thing is set in the 60s. Yes. Um, We start out at a, I believe... Oh, wait, no. uh, Yeah, go ahead. But so I I, I guess maybe it's a sequel. Oh, yeah, okay, it is a prequel. Yeah, that's right. Okay, because the characters in this movie are ghosts in the... The original. Oh, mm, got you, got you. Um, okay. Yeah, and the the older sister, whose name is Lena, is an old woman in the original movie, right? Okay. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen the sure the, the original. Sure. Well, let me let me. That is that is that is the answer. She is an old woman in the original one because I looked at the Wikipedia, and I guess okay. um, the kids go find her in a nursing home, and she tells them that they have to. Um, like um, unsew Doris's lips shut, which turns out to be a trick. I don't know if any of that rings a bell, but oh yeah, okay. So, um, spoiler alert to our listeners, um, right? Who I know listen to this podcast for a chronological retelling of movies. That's what they like, and that's what we try to give them. <laughs> right. Um. Right. So anyway, we start at a at a fake séance, and. Uh, Robin, Tunney, and her daughters, whose characters' names are Lena and Doris. Well, actually, no, the daughters are not, you don't know about them. There's a seance going on. Right. And then, like, candles. Which, sorry, yep. Which I thought was legit myself. Like, I think they Mm -hmm. make you think that it's a legit seance at first. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, There's candles that flicker and, and drawers that rattle. Um, while the sands is going on and you're like, are these ghosts? And then you see a silhouette of someone uh, behind a curtain in a window. 
Um, and you're like, holy smokes, that's the ghost. Um, Mm -hmm. the family gets the family that she's doing the seance of, um, gets freaked out because the ghost emerges from the curtain, um, and sort of attacks them and they run out the door, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then after you figure out, oh, that's the, um, the seance lady's daughters who are Lena and Doris and they help her out. So that father, uh, yeah. And it took me a second to remember where I knew him from. He is the principal in Forrest Gump who bangs Forrest's mom. Oh, really? I yeah. haven't seen that movie in so long. <laughs> is there a Mr. Gump? Mrs. Gump? <laughs> Damn. And yeah. And so, like, he was his daughter's husband, I think, was trying to scam him out of money. And uh, in the movie and like, yeah, the seance, like they said, like, don't do it or whatever. I think the daughter was trying to scam her dad. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. like, oh, okay. I think her husband was like the one he, he said something like, you know, my daughter's husband wants to do this business or whatever and uh, wants an investment. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh Yeah. But the daughter was saying, like, no, this is the, the seance is the scam. But I think they both were. I see what you're saying. Yes, the seance was a scam. The daughter was trying to scam her dad. And we learn that um, the the Robin Tunney's character sort of has a moral compass because she tells the father not to give the money to the daughter under the guise right. of um, that being what the spirits say he should do in this case the spirit of the father's dead wife mm-hmm. um and so after they scare the that those customers away um i believe the daughters and the mom have a conversation about how they help people even though what they're doing is fake um yeah they, they are providing a service a, a good service um, to the universe. Um, right. And so that's how you sort of learn that she justifies her, um, yeah, her fake seances. Um, do you have anything else to, anything else to add, Spencer? No, I don't think so. Not from that scene. Yeah. Cool. Um, let me look through my notes. Oh, we learned that their dad dies in the mm-hmm. very subtle dialogue why don't you pray anymore, mommy? Since daddy died, you never do. But their dad, their father has passed away, um, which becomes important because, um, you know, people who use a Ouija board usually want to talk to someone from their lives. And in right. this case, it is the dad slash husband. Um, ah, so my next note is what I thought was the funniest part of the movie um, I'm kind of skipping ahead to when Lena is hanging out with her friends. Is there anything you want to cover in between? No, I don't. I don't think there anything important happened. Okay, cool. So yeah, basically, um, Lena, Lena, um, is a little bit of a rebel. She sneaks out to go hang out with her friends. They're drinking alcohol, um, and uh, the her friend has a Ouija board. And so I thought this was one of the funny parts of the movie. And so let me play the clip uh, real quick. 
My mom just got that. She and her bridge club friends play it sometimes. Is that the one where you talk to ghosts? Uh, then, no thanks. I get enough of that at home. <laughs> it's actually really scary. You guys want to play? We could just make conversation. I thought that was really funny. That's like their scared friend <laughs> um, being like, well, we could not do this. Um, right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> very much my attitude as a young person. Um, oh, yeah? You never got into the Ouija? <laughs> no, I never got into the Ouija. I was yeah. the person who called their parents during sleepovers and had them come take them home. <laughs> so that's you probably gotcha. why I like that clip so much is I can identify my uh, my kin. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I was I was the one who, like, told scary stories to try to creep out the kid who called his parents to go home. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And isn't this beautiful? Later in life as adults, we can become yeah. we can become friends. Opposites, <laughs> you can change is possible. For sure. Yeah. Um so yeah, they play Ouija and we are also introduced so we're introduced to her two friends uh who are girls who do not really show up later. But then we're also introduced to Mikey, an upperclassman senior um who uh, um i don't think it's really re- oh it is revealed there the sort of a love interest he asks the ouija board mm-hmm. will lena go to um like a dance with me and i believe it responds yes right yeah um so um i thought that scene was pretty good um in my interpretation spencer there is actually a spirit there um is that what you thought? I was unclear. Oh, okay. Um, because, okay, it did, they asked what it was like being dead, and it said cold, right? Uh, Yeah, that rings a bell. Which, yeah, that kind of made me think that it was an actual ghost. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure how ambiguous it was trying to be in this scene. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, well, I, I my interpretation was it was a ghost. Um, but at any rate, oh, and here's why I thought it might matter was because, um, they give you the rules for playing Ouija, um, and I have them here somewhere. Well, it's just three rules, right? It is just three. Yeah, maybe we can do them off the top of our head. Yeah. So never play alone. Right. Never play in a cemetery. Right. And always say goodbye. Yes, always say goodbye. And so they did not say goodbye because the mom walks in and busts them. And so that's why I thought it might be significant. True. Um, But there's there's so many different uh, parts where um, basically where they could have broken the Ouija rules. And I think that lets the spirit into their lives. Um, there's that one. I think maybe the, I think maybe just my sense from watching the, the movie is that the actual like begin point of haunting where they broke the rules is because I think the mom is playing it by herself. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's probably, uh, what the filmmakers intended us to think of as like the, the big rule break. Mm -hmm. What did you think, Spencer? 
No, I agree with that. Um, and yeah. she, cause she was trying to talk to her husband, right? Yes. Yeah. She's trying to talk to her husband. So, um, so at any rate, yeah, the, the, the friend's mom comes home, busts up their party. Um, and the mom has to come pick up her daughter and she's mad. Um, yeah. So at some point the mother, Robin Tunney buys a Ouija board. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think almost straight off, does she just play it by herself and try to talk to her? Try to, or maybe f- at any rate, she buys a Ouija board. Um, yeah. At some point, she uses it alone. Yeah, to try to talk to her husband. But before that, I think maybe you see her like rigging it up to their fake setup. So she like, yeah, basically tries to jerry rig it so oh, that she can right. move it with her knees. I think move the what's called the planchette, uh, the mm. the part you slide over the board she can move that with her knees and other stuff and she tries to set up so that other stuff can can happen um yeah but obviously later they will not need that um right so then the next thing i have in my notes is the mom reading the reading mikey's palm do you have anything you want to talk about before that Mm -hmm. yeah the classic like uh you know, threatening a, a boy because he's romantically interested in a girl. Yes. Very passive. So not, yeah. Not sex so positive. fucking right. And I, I remember like, and it's such a stupid thing. Like, you know, you see people like pictures of like the guy, the, you know, father with a gun by the, the people dating or whatever. It's right. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, uh, well, this movie and I remember came out. when. Oh, good. Well, like uh, I remember when I got engaged because I was engaged for a while, and like I was at a business thing with my girlfriend or my fiance, and like this woman that she worked with like came up to me and she was like, "Congratulations!" And if you hurt her, I'm gonna kick your ass. And I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you that you would say that to somebody who just got engaged? Like, I don't even know you." <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you seen the, there's this SNL sketch with Beck Bennett and, um, gosh, the guy who looks like John Mulaney, but is not, um, he's, he's newer. I think his name is Andrew. At any rate, I'm going to send you the link later. There's basically a whole sketch that makes fun of that premise of like, um, threatening your, your, your daughter's boyfriend. Um, and it's, it's like my favorite example of of sending up that that thing. I'll send it to you. Uh, yeah, send it to you later. I would love to see that. Hello, listeners. Just a quick editor's note. That sketch is called Pictures with Dad. That's Pictures with Dad. Check it out. Um, so, yeah, she does a poem reading. Um, oh, you know a cool fact? Which she says my husband is a, was a lefty. Um, Spencer, I'm also a lefty. Isn't that cool? What? That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's pretty significant. It uh, is, yeah. Um, I bet. So you could relate a lot to this movie. I yeah, for <laughs> sure. I related a lot to the character of Mikey. Um, and the dead dad. <laughs> that's right. And the dead dad. That's right. Um, we um, Cool. My next note is about classmates making fun of Doris. Uh, we get another instance of um, 
like we had in Halloween, Halloween four. four. Yeah. Students just doing what they do, making fun of kids whose parents are dead. <laughs> right. um, and so they call her Doris the Dorcas, um, which uh, from a purely um, cerebral standpoint, actually pretty good, I think, obviously. Um, it's not bad. Yeah. No, not bad. Obviously, be nice to each other. Uh, that'd be but preferable. if my kid had come up with that, I would be proud of him. <laughs> I probably, I think I would probably ground them. But then when I was just like brushing my teeth in the mirror, I'd be like chuckling. I feel like that's pretty good. Um, let's see here. And that's when we meet Father Tom. And, um, you know, I got to say throughout the movie, I actually liked Father Tom. Um, I thought he... Yeah. I think sometimes these characters uh, are a little too, you know, I thought he maybe I thought maybe he was going to be a pushover. I thought maybe he was going to be a pushover, but he's not. He actually, uh, we see later in the movie, he, he's got some, uh, he's got some backbone for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Spencer, anything you want to, you want to, I've been doing a lot of talking. Do you have any thoughts um, about this stuff? If you don't, I can keep going, but. Yeah, not really, not this scene. Hell yeah, cliff time. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, the mom, Robin Tunney, and Father Tom talk a little bit. We learn that Father Tom had a wife before he was a priest. He's one of those cool priests. Um, and uh, let's see here. Oh, and this and is when the mom starts playing alone. I have a note. And so that's when I think they welcome, that's when they break the Ouija rules and welcome evil spirits into their lives. Right. Okay. Yeah. And she she asks Fred, "Honey, are you there?" And I think she gets no response. Um, I believe. Um. So. And we start seeing some ghost stuff happen to the family. We get what it, I'm starting to see is another trope: uh, ghost pulling covers off people. Uh, yes. Lena gets the covers pulled off of her while she's sleeping. Freaks her out a little bit. Um, and do, I think we have our one of our first instances of Doris becoming possessed, which is when she says, I let her use my hand. Um, because I think Doris gets in trouble for copying homework or something or they say it's oh, not yeah. hers essentially maybe the handwriting mm-hmm. is different and they're like doris who did this and the mom is like did lena do your homework for you and doris says no i let her use my hand yeah and it's it's clearly like an adult handwriting oh, okay yep yep um yeah. and uh, so we're starting to get we're starting to get possessed because we broke the rules and we played by ourselves um this is something that sort of stood out to me. Um, it's a scene where Lena and Robin Tunney are sitting on the stairs talking. They're having sort of a heart to heart. And the mom, I believe, says, Doris doesn't quite get it, does she? And Lena goes, no, she thinks her dad just left like he went to work. And I was like, is that the case? She didn't seem that young to me. Um so did that stand out to you at all or was it yeah just me? i i and, and like 
That makes me wonder. So they, I mean, obviously they would have told her that her dad died, but is she saying like she just doesn't understand death or? Yeah, to me it's like they're saying she's a little too young, yes, to understand death, which I think is crazy. Um, yeah, at that age for sure. Yeah, she's a little too old, I think. Um, but that is a part where um, Doris finds him some money, which is important because right, they had gotten yeah. an eviction notice. While it's, it, it is a cool shot, in my opinion. While the mom and the older daughter, Lena, are talking, you're, the camera is pointed at them as though it's in front of their house um, and the front door is open. So the two of them are on the front steps and we see past them to Doris walking like into shadows, but it's the basement. But anyway, right. goes into shadows, comes back a little later, has a bag full of money, which she found in the basement. Um, yeah, behind a wall. And um, the mom can use that to pay their mortgage. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and it saves the day. It's a very, uh, very quick problem resolution to like... I definitely thought that the house being foreclosed or whatever, or them being evicted was going to be a bigger issue in this movie. But oh, really? Yeah. No, it's like, oh, no, nope, here, here's this money to take <laughs> yeah. care of it. It was really more a plot device to set up um, stuff in the basement because that does For come sure. back. That does come back. Um, and so uh, let's maybe jump ahead a little bit. Basically, the the family starts to figure out that they are, um, they figure out that Doris can use the Ouija board for real. Um, and the mom thinks this is good. Maybe not like in her heart of hearts, but she's, she's at least convincing herself that this is a good thing. Whereas yeah. Lena, like, like the audience, realizes that this is not good. Um, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And, um, she goes for help to, I believe, Father Tom. Um, right. Oh, maybe not quite yet. I think Father Tom... No, here's what happens. Father Tom runs into Mikey and Lena um, flirting. When they're about to kiss. Oh, oh, do they kiss? Okay. Well, they were about to, and he fucking cock blocks the dude. Father Tom, man. Yeah. Um, you remember when you had a wife? Didn't you like to kiss your wife sometimes? <laughs> right. Um. So yeah. So he sends Mikey off. Um. Says he says boys his age require discouragement. Makes them better men in the long run. Um. Which is probably not quite what you need to do to make them better men. But um, yeah. Anyway, he brings up that he's noticed that Doris has been absent four days in a row. Um. And so that lets us, as the audience, know that the mom is keeping Doris home from school to use her in her seances. Um, so yeah. Um, which are going swimmingly by the way. She's, uh, yeah, they're making cash. Yeah. Making cash hand over fist. Yes. And she's, so I guess like she's just doing enough, like she is channeling a spirit or something, but like, yep. Well, and I guess it gets to this later, like how that exactly works. Right. Um, yeah, at some point, the mom asks Doris a question that only her husband could know, um, which is, where were we when you when I told you I was pregnant, I believe? And, mm-hmm. the, and Doris is like, um, 
you were in the shower or dad was in the shower. You guys were in the bathroom. And the mom is like, oh, yeah, only my husband would know that because how could Doris know that? She wasn't born yet. But even then, when that happened, I was like, well, a spirit that was living in the house would know that. Um, yeah, totally. And that comes up later. Um, that Lena is like, yeah, that that isn't that was not actually a question. That wasn't a good security question, mom. That was a question <laughs> that a ghost would know the answer to. Yeah. Um, so, um, at some point, so as, as, as the audience, we sort of realize that the ghost that is possessing or inhabiting Doris is not actually the kid's father, um, Robin Tunney's husband, which Robin Tunney wants to believe. Um, and this was, I thought this was cool. We see the scary black ghost man, possessed Doris and I thought oh, that yeah. was neat looking which that was fucking terrifying yeah um Doris is downstairs she was... go ahead yeah sorry I was gonna say well you were probably about to get there when she was looking through the planchet yep yep now you talk yeah. about it I've been doing a lot of talking um yeah so she like she's looking through the planchet and I think like she had done what she had done a couple times throughout the movie but uh I think she looks in a mirror through it and sees this really fucking creepy like black ghost guy yeah but with like white eyes like you can see his eyes but the rest of the ghost is black yeah and i think he's like smoldering or something almost yeah maybe his eyes are like fire-ish but he's he's pretty freaky yeah it was it was a very good scary ghost and uh he like possesses her yeah he like reaches through her mouth with his hand and basically like climbs into her yeah um it was freaky um and then i believe right after that we see a scene of doris whispering in in lena's ear while lena sleeps um also creepy stuff yeah and um i forget exactly when this starts but i think when she whispers lena's eyes go into or doris's eyes go into like scary ghost mode where they just become white um the pupils and the irises disappear um so um Oh, and the skin, I think skin grows over her mouth, right? Oh, uh, no, the, I think what happens is Lena wakes up, and then, but it turns out to be a nightmare, and skin right. starts growing over Lena's mouth. Um, and so, if you've seen the original, I believe that's not new to anyone, but um, that's a recurring theme, I think, is the power, the power of the whispering as the mechanism through which the ghost does most of its evil. Um, yes. Because later, um, Lena figures out that, um, well, we'll get there. Maybe we'll get there. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh. And, but we can, so the, there's the doll that like, the doll's mouth gets sewn shut. Yes. And yes. It's Lena's doll and Lena confronts Doris and Doris is like, I didn't do it. Dad did. Right. Right. Um, and I think that's when Lena has the fight with her mom about like, you know, you think this is good and you think the ghost is dad, but it's not. The stuff is what's happening is bad. Um, and it's not dad and you need to get a grip. I think they have, they have an argument. Um, we are actually, I think let's jump ahead to some of the the interesting parts because we are, um, coming up on the, on the time. Um, but, uh, Let's see here. One of these parts was... Oh. How about the... Uh, 
Well, okay, so I get the priest to help. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I have a cool clip I want to play, which is okay. um, Robin Tunney goes on a little. She thinks it might be a date with Father Tom. It's actually just mm-hmm. Father Tom wants to talk um, about their kids. Although you get the sense there's a little bit of an attraction for sure. But um, there's a cool clip. Mikey comes mm-hmm. over, um, and rather than discouraging him to make him a better man, they go upstairs and they kiss. Um, only once uh, it's actually pretty chaste but then Mikey comes downstairs and I thought this was one of the creepiest parts in the movie so I want to I wanna play it um, here we go he runs into Doris <laughs> oh yeah he scared the crap out of me want to hear something cool sure do you know what it feels like to be strangled to death First, you feel the pressure in your throat. Your eyes water. And you start to taste something. Very, very sour in your mouth. Then, it's like someone lights a match. Right in the middle of your chest. And that fire grows. It fills your lungs and your throat. And all the way behind your eyes. And finally, that fire turns to ice. Like pins and needles of ice are sticking into your fingers, your toes, your arms. You see stars, then darkness. And the last thing you feel is cold. That was tight. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, good just 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 a good creepy kid scene yeah yeah it was well done um and you know yeah i don't think this will shock anyone uh after seeing that scene but poor mikey does not make it back home yeah does not leave the house he doesn't he doesn't last long after that and <laughs> no. then okay so she takes him down to the basement right yeah and she's like she- uh she's like oh there's like stuff in the wall down there and then she like because she says, uh, hey, you want to help our family, right? Wouldn't it be cool if, if you helped Lena out? That'd make her like you. She's like, "There's, I found a bunch of money down there. I think there's more. And that's how she gets him to go down. Yeah. And then she kills him and hangs him. She does. And it was pretty... It, that, that part was cool. Um, I, he's reaching in there, pulls a skull out, and he's like, whoa! And he's freaked out. And previously Doris had been behind him. They just one of those trick shots where they cut back to him and she was somewhere different really fast. And you know, her eyes get white and she gets scared and she kind of lunges at him and um, strangles him to death, I think. And that, I think also that's what happened to her. She was speaking from experience, the scary ghost, um, smoldering ghost strangled her. Um, Would you agree? That's what I took. I would agree. Yeah. And um, so, like, but while that was going on, they were upstairs. So the the priest, the mother, and and Lena were upstairs talking about how uh, he knew that, like, yeah, the priest, the daughter shows was up actually channeling ghosts. Yeah, the yeah. priest shows up at their house and does essentially a welfare check, and he's like, "I will take you up on that offer of a séance that you, Robin Tunney, made to me during dinner," and they do a séance, and then, sorry, say what you're saying, Spencer. Yeah, and he's he's like, he's like, yeah. So I I know I could tell that she's she's not like lying, but she is 
she's channeling a spirit, but like the spirit is reading your mind and that's how it's getting the answers that it gives. Right. Like, you know, where you were when he, when you told him you were pregnant or whatever. And, uh, but it's like, it's not the, the spirit that it claims to be, uh, cause it gave the fake answer that he was thinking of. Right. But, uh, he was thinking, he's like, what's my wife's, I think middle name. And he thought really hard in his head of a different name. And the, the different yeah. name is what the, is what Doris channeling the scary smoldering ghost man gave, not the actual name of, um, his wife's middle name, of which if he was wife, talking yeah. to his wife, she would know. Right. Yeah. And I think it's funny that uh, another another trope is he's like, I'll have to talk to the the diocese <laughs> about doing a, an exorcism. Yeah. <laughs> the the bureaucracy of the Catholic Church. Yes. And their exorcism program comes up again. <laughs> um. Yeah. Not very efficient. Um. Probably don't have an open floor plan in this branch of the um, Catholic Church. Um, right. Yeah, so, but basically, Lena is like, we need to stop talking because the spirits, if they heard us so far, everything we talked about, they're listening now. Yeah. And this is when it gets good. And so they go downstairs and um, are looking for Doris and Mikey's dead body, or not, well, I guess it's not dead at the very initial drop, but Mikey comes down in a noose. He is being hung. Yes. Um, and it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty good jump scare. Um, uh, Lena's very scared. Everyone else is very scared. But they say, hey, uh, they realize that Doris is, um, uh, that it's go time. Doris is being evil and they got to go into the basement and stop her. Um, and uh, 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 this was another part I thought was cool because they were like, let's split up. And Lena is like, I, I have the clip. Can I play this clip? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, basically they're talking about what they need to do now that they know that Doris is in the basement being evil and that she killed that she killed Mikey. So Father Tom, Robin Tunney, and uh, Lena are all talking. Lena, wait outside. No. No way. No, that's my sister. This is my house. And I'm going with you. Besides, splitting up sounds like the stupidest idea in the world. And don't you just want to say that sometimes <laughs> when people split up in oh, horror yeah, movies? Totally. Yeah, so I thought that was fun. Um, yeah, that was good. Spencer, you want to take us through yeah, the final um, sort of the boss fight, as it were? Um, actually, I, <laughs> I probably don't remember it as well as you do. So okay. if you feel like, yeah, okay. They go down into the basement. Um, although they talked about not splitting up, uh, they see that music is coming from behind the wall where Doris had previously reached in and grabbed money and where Mikey had reached in and grabbed a skull. Um, and father mm -hmm. Tom says, all right, this time we are going to split up. Um, and I'm if, and I'm gonna come out with your daughter, um, and so he crawls into the tunnel. Um, oh shoot, we we skipped the the writing in Polish, Spencer, which was a huge deal. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Before all this, and I think what instigates Father Tom's 
a visit to the house to check out Doris's seance for himself is Lena catches Doris writing in Polish, um, gives the pages to Father Tom. Um, Father Tom has a uh, nun at the school translate them, and it turns out to be this, that the spirit inhabiting Doris was in a concentration camp, um, Mm -hmm. survived the concentration camp, but later... Um, with one of the Nazis, uh, who like one of the Nazi doctors at the camp, sort of like a Mangala figure, um, he sees him. Uh, they they meet again after like here in America, where wherever this story is set, um, and the doctor somehow finagles it that he. Be, is the caretaker for this uh for this jewish guy again and basically just tortures him and uh, um yeah tortures him i think eventually kills him right and so it's this this guy who's tortured and killed who roams the house um because this was the nazi's house and he had a secret chamber where he did all this both to this guy and to other people um and um so that's what when Father Tom is crawling through the hole in the wall where the money was found, that's like where he emerges into is this chamber into the torture room. Yeah, that's right. Into the torture room. Um, so he tries to confront Doris. He does sort of the like, you know, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel I will, you know, fear no evil. Um, unfortunately, it turns out not to be super effective. Um, Doris runs at him and it cuts to. Uh, the mom, Robin Tunney, and Lena standing outside. They're nervous. They're waiting for Father Tom to come back. They start hearing him, and he does crawl out of the hole. We don't see his face yet. And um, gosh, what does he say? They're like, did you see Doris? And he's like, she's part of the walls now. And she told me the most wonderful, awful things. Gets a big old knife out. Um, and so we see that Doris has unfortunately beat him and he chases Lena and Robin Tunney up the stairs. Um, but before he can stab them, he does seem to have some sort of internal struggle because he keeps himself from killing him. And then Doris, uh, basically flings him down the stairs and he breaks his neck and, uh, that's it for father Tom. Uh, Mm -hmm. he's dead. Doris gets the mom, takes her into the chamber. Um, Lane is there too, looking like she's maybe uh, dead or something. And Doris is about to, gosh, I think maybe torture the mom. Um, but what happens is Lena hits Doris like with a chair or something, uh, knocks her out. Um, and I forget exactly what happens, but at some point, yeah. Lena has figured out that she needs to um, sew Doris's mouth shut, essentially, to keep right. her from whispering and doing and doing evil things. And um, so, man, pretty hardcore in my opinion. I thought that was a hardcore scene. Oh she yeah, just, totally. she takes a Rich. not particularly um, pretty gnarly looking needle, and she's like, "Sorry, Doris," but she just goes to town, starts mm-hmm. sewing her lips shut. Um, and she does it remarkably fast. <laughs> she does. 
She's um, basically just like it shows her like you know her hand going up and down. And like, yep. It's like holy shit, that yeah, really efficient. Oh, and uh, she's very efficient. Part of it is because she uh, the spirit has come out of Doris and is sort of shoving itself down Lena's throat, and so she's trying to do it before the spirit can uh, kill her. Um, mm. which we think maybe she has done. Uh, Doris's mouth is sewed shut. Lena's talking to her mom, but then we see Lena with the ghost eyes that are all white. She stabs her mom, um, kills her, and Lena's like, I'm sorry, it wasn't me, it was the ghost. And Robin Tanya's like, I know, I love you. Um, and then basically, the movie has, for the most part, ended. Lena is in a psych ward. Mm-hmm. Um, is deliberately pretending she forgot how her sister and mother died. Um, but you figure out that um, uh, Lena uh, is not well and uh, is a little bit possessed because she basically uses her own blood. She like cuts her hand open. Oops. Cuts her hand open, uses her own blood to draw a Ouija board. And I forget, maybe she uses like an eyeglass um, lens or something to yeah. make a planchette. But basically, she's communicating with her with her uh, sister. Um, so she's playing the game alone, which you're not supposed to do. And um, the final scene, there is like a post credit scene, which I think is basically old Lena um, being told she has a visitor, which must be some of the characters from the first movie. But the final scene, except for the post credits, is Lena's doctor walking through the halls of the asylum, um, walks past Lena's room, and uh, Lena's just sitting on her bed looking at nothing. Uh, something makes him, he walks past the room, something makes him be like, oh, curious, let me go back and look. And he goes back and looks, and Lena's like right in front of the door. Right at the staring window, Staring at him. Yeah. And then you see Doris like scuttling on the ceiling towards the um towards the doctor and the movie's over so i did not i i i was sad that lena did not get away with it uh, i my interpretation was that when she was sewing doris's mouth shut the spirit got into her and possessed her um but you know it's good it's a, i yeah it, to me it's logical it makes sense uh um, right yeah was that your understanding and of it that was yeah and uh which like you know kind of being the the prequel that it is you, it's set up to where it's going to end right. that way you know so uh you have hope for the characters but then you're like oh wait we know that they're kind of doomed right i didn't even think about that because i had forgotten it was a prequel yeah me neither so i was like rooting for him but was not meant to be mm-hmm. um well spencer earlier you mentioned a little fact which was that Father Tom played Elliot in E.T., the extraterrestrial. Um, A little fact that I learned while reading Wikipedia after watching this movie. Um, Thought it might be fun to play a little game. Oh, great. I have some clips of uh, either Father Tom or Elliot from E.T., the extraterrestrial. And I thought maybe there's only a handful. There's like five. I thought maybe I could play him and you have to tell me whether it's uh, Elliot from E.T. or <laughs> Father Tom from Ouija. All right. I am 
I am I I'm very confident in my abilities for this. Uh, yeah, I, gu- I guess yeah. Now that I think about it, maybe it's not going to be that that hard of a game. But uh, <laughs> but let me see. We'll just get set up here. Okay. Oh dang it, Spencer! I'm such an idiot. You know what? What's up? What? So I told you I took these clips, right? And I had and I had them from ET. And Ouija, and I wanted you to, to listen to him and, and pick which one. I think what must have happened was, I think I took the clips, and then I think I must have put them in my pocket, and then accidentally washed <laughs> my pants with the clips in my pocket. And now I'm looking at these clips. Say what? I'm looking at these clips, and they're all, they're all messed up. Oh, shit. Like, it's going to be, like, way harder potentially for you to tell which one is from which movie <laughs> dang it i guess you probably don't still want to play do you you know what i think i'll i'll play anyway this sounds like a challenge and i'm up for a challenge oh you mean it you would still play even though i messed yeah. the clips up even though they're messed up let's do it oh spencer you're the best okay well let's see here um Golly, Spencer, I really am lucky to have a friend like you. Ah, shucks. Okay, so there's three, there's five clips. So <laughs> let's say if you get if you get three right, you, three right, you win. Um, I really, okay. I don't, I don't Sounds have good. a fun thing like I did last time. I was too lazy. So, um, <laughs> all right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, clip one. Here we go. What do you think? Oh, hold okay, on. that it. Okay, go ahead. That is definitely E.T. because I remember the scene where he calls his brother penis breath. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, uh, maybe that's right, maybe that's not. I'm not actually going to tell you after each clip. So that way you don't do some sort of math about how many clips it's been okay, for each. Okay, fair movie. enough. So maybe you're right, maybe you're not. All right? Yeah, that makes sense. I'm just going to make a note that you thought that clip one was E.T. All right. Clip the second. Okay. I am going to say that that is Father Tom. All right. Father Tom, Spencer says. Father Tom. Okay. Uh, Third clip. You ready? Ready. You want it again? It's, yeah, this, it it's this dang washing machine, man. I'm such an idiot. I should not. I should have taken the clips out of my pants before I. But we all make mistakes. <laughs> right. We all make mistakes. Yep. All right. It makes it a lot more difficult, but oh well. Yeah. All right. Here, here's the third clip again. Hmm. What do you think? I'm going to go with Father Tom. Okay. Spencer says Father Tom. Cool, cool. All right, just two more clips. All Um, right. All right, you ready for the fourth one? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. (laughs) 
You want it again? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, here we go. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that he's saying E.T. phone home, which I don't remember happening in this movie, so I'm going to go with Elliot. Yeah, Elliot, Elliot, Elliot. Okay, I can see why you would say that. I can see why you if, he, if that's actually what he is saying, I can see why you would make that guess. Yeah. Okay, final final clip. You ready? Ready. All right. Wow, that was so easy. But I'll play it for you again just in case it's yeah. just in case it's not. Just in case it's actually the hardest one and maybe even right. too hard for me to have included. Uh, <laughs> let's see. All right, fifth clip again. I'm going to play it one more time. Okay. What do yeah, you think? I mean, I'll be honest. I'm just going to guess. Uh, I'll say Father Tom. Guessing Father Tom. All right, Spencer, you got them all right. Hey. Are you serious? I'm serious. Yay. Yeah. Oh, the, man. The last one is his, him saying thank you, Doris, for doing that. Okay. Thank you, Doris, for doing that. Um, cool. Well, yeah, I don't have anything awesome. anything super fun like I had last last game. No, um, that was a lot of fun. But you won. Uh, hey, I won. Was, I feel very. I feel good about myself because of that. Good, good. That's what we want. That's what we want. Um, all right. Well, Spencer, what are we listening to next week? Or sorry, uh, watching next week. We will be watching. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. I think it's um, 22. It might be 21, actually, but the new one. Sure, the new one. And um, any particular reason why you picked this one? Um, So I am a big fan of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series, and uh, I've been meaning to watch this one, so I thought this would be a good excuse to... I don't have very high hopes for it, but we'll <laughs> uh, see. Where can we find it? Do you know what streaming service? It's available for streaming on Netflix currently. Okay, streaming on Netflix, great. Yeah. All right. Um, so for next week, watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all you listeners. Yep. And uh, Spencer, this was fun. This has been fun. All right, we'll man. We'll do it again next later. week. You bet. All right. Bye. Have a good one. A horror movie podcast.